Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and joining me is co-host Hannah Garcia, an associate with the firm. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been uh, we took a little a little break, a little not extended break, but a few weeks off. Uh, I was doing some traveling and uh, was about twelve hours ahead of Austin time zone, so I didn't want to be recording calls, recording podcasts at three a.m. in the morning. But I'm glad to be back. We're both in person too. Yeah, yeah. Good to be back. It's yeah. a little gloomy today. But um, still, wonderful day in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Soon enough, it'll be 105 degrees again. So I, I personally, I enjoy the cold and wet just because I know it's, well, we're going we're gonna to have a cold and wet winter, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's going to be, you know, I mean, think about summer. Like, every these these days, think about how hot it's going to be, and you'll just soak in all that cold. Yeah, no, I need to get some use out of my sweaters. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I, I was airing my, some of mine out this morning. Uh, well, let's get to it. A lot's been going on in the last few weeks of Austin politics. We had some recent news we saw broke that was broken on tw- on Twitter or on, on X yesterday by Ben Thompson at Community Impact, and it's relating to a lot of uh, it touches a lot of the land use policy that has been passed this year, um, as well as some things that, pa- that happened in 2022. So, Hannah, talk, let's talk more about that. Yeah. So, um, the group of homeowners that have um, participated in. Um, or that have sued the city over land use amendments, typically the more progressive land use amendments that allows you to build taller um, in um, areas. And so so those were vertical mixed use amendments, residential uses and commercial zoning, and the reduction of compatibility amendments. Um, This was a group of homeowners that sued over this, and the judge has says that he is going to void it, or they, I can't remember if it's a girl Mm -hmm. or a boy. Um, So... Um, this is some pretty big news just because we've had a lot of people show up at council in support of these amendments. And these are things that are hopefully going to allow for more housing in our city. And I think, you know, this is this is a very, I guess, precarious moment for our land use policy, just because um, if a group of less than 10 homeowners can, um, you know, kind of thwart these policies, I think this is kind of a big question about representative government because we have you know, hundreds of people showing up mm-hmm. in support of these amendments. You know, we just saw the um, home initiatives that was, I believe it was pushed by Leslie Poole. Mm-hmm. Um, that would allow you to build up to three units on a, on a single family zoned um, uh, plot. plot. Yeah. Yeah. And so these are all things that I think, you know, I was at that uh, joint planning commission and city council meeting, which was really, really fun to see. Um, that was, you know, history for our city. And um, over 300 people, I believe, showed up to... Um, testify, the majority of them being in favor of this stuff. So I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of um, the constituency be in support of this. Um, and so it's it's a very, I think, uh, interesting moment in, in, our, in our city politics to see, you know, how is the council going to deal with this? Because, you know, they represent the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how are they going to handle the fact that some of their, you know, a smaller group of their constituents with a lot of power um, and the know-how to... Um, you know, go through this in the courts? Um, how are they going to, you know, kind of ap- not appease them, but make sure that they're getting what they need as constituents, as well as giving the other constituents, you know, who who are in support of these really progressive mm-hmm. land use policies, how are they going to serve them as well? And I, and I think for me, uh, you know, being a, a younger Austinite who, um, you know, I wouldn't live anywhere in Texas other than Austin. And when we talk about Austin, you know, I want to live central. I want to be downtown where everything's at. And so, um, it's very clearly unaffordable um, for a lot of people to live downtown. You know, it's a struggle to find housing every year. I would say it's unaffordable in the city limits. Yeah, even. yeah, and parts so, of it. And so I think this is going to 
back to the question of a lot of these people, you know, are they going to stay in Austin? Because, you know, that's something that I've thought about. However, you know, my family's here. You know, I, I want to be here. Um, and so, you know, every year it's just, you know, I kind of have to, you know, suck it up and deal with it and know that, like, um, I'm going to get a lot of the benefits of living here um, just because we, in this industry, we, you know, we kind of have to be downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of other people who are in other industries might start looking at other cities. Yeah. I mean, the reality, you know, we've talked about this to, for our, you know, in our business, right? A lot of our, our, you know, what we do is either virtual or in person. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't even have to live in Austin technically. Well, actually, we don't have to live in Austin. We have to be here. We need to be here for things. But our, you know, post-COVID world, I mean, it's opened up for, and then, you know, for industries like ours. So if it ever became a situation where you needed to move, you could, as long as you're near an airport, you could be back in Austin. You need to be, yeah. but I want so turning back to the the ruling, or at least the, I mean the comments from the judge yesterday that Ben Thompson reported. I mean the ruling really hinged on notice mm-hmm. from the city, right? So regardless of the machinations or else of a group that opposes some city policies, you know this isn't the first time too that a, judge, a, a Travis County judge has ruled against the city based on notice. We had this happen several years ago, recent years ago, with uh, with Code Next, or whatever yes. it was last time. And so I think, again, these policies were made, this last ruling affected policies that were passed about this time last year, in 2022. Mm-hmm. And so I think to what the council will do in acknowledging that the uh, that the quality right of the notice, it, it really hinges on that and your policies, I think we saw that with the, particularly with the Home Act passing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. well before it came out, you saw both Mayor Watson um, and Councilmember Poole really, pu- you know, on their social media channels and everywhere else, notifying or letting people know you begin a purple envelope, yes. purple letter, right? Which purple notice. I actually, so I live in a, um, a single family home type thing. I don't know what the zoning is for it, but I live in like a home essentially um, with two other roommates. And we actually got that notice, that purple notice. Mm-hmm. And I, I showed it to them. Um, mostly because I'm a nerd, and I was like, this is history, look at what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, but I think that goes to, you know, again, the policies, like this last ruling, right, that was by, that was, the, it was touching on policies that are passed by a prior council. I think, and anyway, I think we saw the Home Act, the Home Passage, and their, how even the, the home, home Ordinance was teed up, was acknowledging that, you know, we have to, the council, rather, city has to really thread the needle and just, Focus on you know crossing their T's and dotting their eyes around this notice thing. Now we'll see. I'm I I'd make a strong assumption this home pat home ordinance will be challenged, and I think maybe that'll be the test, right? Okay, did we do enough? Did the city account and council do enough with you know a very obviously note you know noticeable envelope promoting it? Was it enough? And it may be. Actually, we'll see. We'll see what a judge rules if it if and when that comes before a suit, which. I don't. I don't see it not just because yeah, no. the, the amount of heat that was was brought on that right and why not? I mean, I think, uh, but we'll see, right? We'll see. But it, this all hinges on notice, and at least two different judges, you know, have ruled, you know, on on, on that. And you know, those are prior counsels, and I think again the Home Act or Home Ordinance rather that at least shows acknowledgement from counsel of that and their need to change a strategy or at least what's been done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll definitely be interesting. You know, I, I personally, I think we're we're very embedded in city politics, so we always kind of know what's going on. But I really do feel like there was a lot of, of notice given um, for this Home Act that was not given for other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopefully that is um, safe. But I think, you know, there was some people there opposing it. I believe it was less than 
um, I want to say less than 70 people opposing it. Um, but um, those are still people that oppose it, and mm-hmm. they, they deserve to, to be heard and, and have their their um, their day in court if necessary. Yeah, and all it takes is one suit. Mm-hmm. So we shall see on that end. And then turning to other news, we are starting uh, the council election watch for 2024. Um, and already off to, you know, we have we had some recent announcements on, on two open seats mm-hmm. in D7 and D10, as well as one council member who's already announced for re-election. So let's get into that. Uh, first, for District 2, we have Council, council Member Vanessa Fuentes earlier this week on Twitter, on our social media channels, announced that she would be running for real, seeking re-election, and this would be for her second term um, if, she was to, if she were to win, second and final term. And District 7, which is, will be an open seat vacated by now Council Member Leslie Poole, and this is in north, or central northwest Austin, we have Michael, or Michael Siegel, Edwin Batista, and Pierre Wynn. Um, and we'll have, we'll, in the coming weeks, we'll have more information on the candidates as it's available, and we'll be having some information on our site. We'll link that in the podcast, as well as announced earlier today for District 10, which is currently um, Councilmember Allison Alter's seat, is Asika Gagali, uh, who will, who is running for that seat. And so um, we'll have links to all their campaign pages, and just keep, we'll be keeping a running up-to-date list of candidates as they're as they're announced also note that official you know austin council um or candidates rather cannot can officially file for a place in the ballot until july 2022 of 2024 so there's still time i mean anyone can announce but the filing date will be will start on july and so that's kind of the real tail of the tape um and then as well austin city council has two meetings left regular meetings left in the year one on November 30th and one on December 14th. So we are coming down to the wire for 2023. Hannah, what do you you think about the year? It's been a year, that's for sure. Um, You know, I think coming into January, I I remember us talking before everything happened and we were like, oh, like it's it's gonna be like so normal and like clear and then. I don't know why you even say that. I I, I always (laughs) think that. Yeah, we were just like, we were just like sitting and waiting, I think a lot of the, and just like, and then immediately ice storm and then uh, new city manager mm-hmm. um, and then just all of these other things that I think new really, city executives all down the chain. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And, and I think hopefully finally our, our um, org chart is kind of stable mm-hmm. for at least until I don't know where else they could really cut. I, yeah. think, I think it is. And I don't think anyone else, I was looking at it a few days ago and I was like, who could retire? Yeah. Um, and Unless I, someone re- retired in their own volition, but it's like yeah. really one person I think left over the, on the ACM yeah yeah so and you know i think there's been a lot of changes um all for the better for this city um a lot of unexpected things but um i hope that next this in 2024 we get um you know just one normal month (laughs) uh well best laid plans we shall see best we shall see and we'll you know in the following weeks we will be doing a recap uh or maybe a series of recaps about the year because there's a lot to talk about and break down but I also want to acknowledge, because uh, we missed this when I was uh, doing my travels with Hannah. I know, thank you. Congra- thank you. Congratulations on, uh, you know, you passed a year with us. Yes, yes, it's yeah. been a year. I guess they, actually, thank you for being yes. here more than a year. Yeah, this is really cool because um, um, I'm, 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 like, relatively early on in my career, and um, I've never worked at a place full-time for a year, so this was very exciting. It was kind of that... Um, I guess like little badge that I got in my career, and so it's very exciting, and I'm looking forward to you know another year. Onward to year two, yeah, more to come on that. We'll have some news about the firm too, I think, in some of these coming uh, recaps because it's been a 
it's been a year of growth for the firm in a lot of ways as well, and some exciting things and priorities that we talked about when we were interviewing a year ago, yeah. more than a year ago, that have come to fruition. So very proud of that, and to have uh, you, and then Wendy Rodriguez, who's been on the show before, one of our other associates with the team. So with that, everyone have a great and hopefully uh, dry weekend. I think it's going to rain, but hopefully you can stay warm. And um, have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend, everybody.